Welcome back to TNT in the morning. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by my good friend, Thomas Lynn Murphy. Actually, not as always. I'm back in the studio, Thomas Lynn. Sorry you couldn't get rid of me. I came back. Yeah, it's good to have you back this week on TNT in the morning. And exciting week this week. We got football again. Very exciting week. Yep, by week's over. More exciting. I'm back. Like I said, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, I do want to apologize quickly to our listeners. I'm not sure if our intro came in over the air. I'm really disappointed. I had a good hook. Yeah, I know. I did two last week, and we couldn't get it figured out either. Um, I'm not sure what the technical difficulty is there. We'll get that sorted out um, and make sure that, if need be, we can uh, make sure to retroactively go back and reprimand that. Uh, So we do apologize. But since you guys missed the the lead, I'll go ahead and tell you. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. Busy week. We got Auburn volleyball to talk about, Auburn soccer to talk about, and, as always, Auburn football. But this week, Thomas Lynn Murphy... You get to talk about something that I know you've been waiting for a very long time. Yep, we get to preview the Auburn basketball team tonight. They're doing their first ever orange-blue inter-squad scrimmage tonight following the volleyball match, which begins at 6 o'clock inside Auburn Arena. So be sure to go check out the new basketball team, and hopefully hopefully they can do it this year, go all the way. They look, they're look they looking pretty good, so we'll you know, see how they do. You know what? Let's go ahead and um, – got a little bit of time here at the beginning of the show, top of the hour. What do you think? Um Expectations for Auburn basketball this year? Expectations, uh, Sweet 16 or bust. So, oh, that's no, yes. So, they, they need to make the Sweet 16. If not, I'd say this season did not go accordingly, but I think they have Final Four potential and as all like national championship as well. But we'll see. I'd agree with you. I think that Bruce Pearl didn't, I mean, this is not anything new to what Bruce Pearl has done in the past, but. I think Bruce Pearl has done an exceptional job of going out and getting his guys. Right. And, you know, even with Alan Flanagan going down. And Alan Flanagan, by the way, still a first-team preseason All-SEC. I I wonder when the last time Auburn had a preseason first-team All-SEC player was. I would venture to guess if it was Isaac Okoro, Isaac Okoro. See, I don't think it would have been and I don't think just he because was. he was a freshman. And, I mean, Jabari Smith is Jabari the only Smith, freshman. And he's, on a, the, and he's going to be a one and done, and he yeah, was on the second team. And he was on the second team. He's the only freshman on it um, this season. You know, I you know, I couldn't tell you. Maybe. I don't want, I don't even want to speculate. I wouldn't even think KT Harrell. Or, I don't know. That's a great question. My, that, we should have looked into that. Maybe, but, maybe Jared Harper? Mm, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Um, good question. We'll, we'll look into but, that. We'll, let's find out at the after during the commercial break, and we'll, we'll let people know yeah. as a side tidbit. Um, I'm expecting Auburn, as as you said, uh, Sweet 16 or bust for sure. Um, Walker Kessler, great transfer with Alan Flanagan going down. Katie Johnson's going to fill in that role quite nicely. Yeah, and how another... cool is it to have like a a guy on your team? You're like, oh, KD plays for us. Like, yeah, we, yeah I, no. you know, it's not Kevin Durant, but like, it's still cool. Yeah, like you mentioned with uh, Bruce Pearl and recruiting, getting his players. That's something else that he's done really well, especially the way college basketball has transitioned is the transfer portal. And going out and getting transfers, we have Wendell Green, Zeb Jasper, um, KD Johnson, Walker Kessler. I mean, he killed it this past season in the transfer portal. And for Auburn fans, uh, it's going to be interesting this year because just like two, three years ago, Auburn was known for their fast pace, shooting threes, scoring high. Not anymore. Not anymore. This That's year it's it going to be in the paint. It's going to be a lot of paint offense and, uh, and big men we out can, there. And, and Auburn's mentality is going to be we can just – attack you and then we can score on fast breaks that's going to be something auburn does a lot this year yeah um so we talked auburn basketball i know you're excited to be able to talk about that um they do play southern indiana correct that's uh the scrimmage yes, yeah the exhibition. next friday scrimmage is that next friday i think so i thought it was tonight no tonight's the orange blue orange and blue inner squad yes correct first time ever right so that that's that's happening this week. Then they'll have the inner squad scrimmage next week. So we get to talk. Actually, we'll get to see Auburn in, in game action next week, kind of. Yeah. In a way. So that's cool. And then their regular season opener is against Moorhead State. That's on uh, Tuesday, November 9th at Auburn Arena, seven p.m. Central Time. Get your tickets. They will definitely sell out. Sell out. I'm not just saying that. They will. No, they, they will. They will sell out. So on to Auburn soccer. This is the most confusing team. Um, I have ever covered in probably my entire life. That's that's not true, because I have certainly covered Auburn baseball in the pa- in the past. And that you want to talk about something that'll confuse you? Oh, they confused me this past year. Yeah. Um, this soccer team, I can't make heads or tails of if Auburn's good or not. And I'm just being serious. Like I I think they're a lot better than they were supposed to be. 
And I talked about this with Delaney Barrow yesterday on her on her show at Eagle Eye TV. But the inconsistency of you win the games you got to win, but you really don't do much more, it doesn't make sense. No, and they only had one ranked win all season, and it came against BYU in the Which fourth. Which was a huge win for the program. Yeah, fourth game. Fourth uh, game of the year, so they started off really well, but then since then they haven't won a ranked matchup and they haven't won any ranked matchups within the SEC, and they're sitting at currently eight and two at home and three three and one on the road. So they're struggling away from home, and they lost last night um, on the road at Bama, their last regular season game in a one to nil loss, and now they traveled to Orange Beach this weekend. They face uh, South Carolina on Tuesday at 7.30 at night. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, South Carolina and Auburn are both tied for that four seed. Right. So they'll face each other. They will, uh, They will. like you said, 7.30 p.m. And that should be central time. So even though, yeah, it's, well, it's in Orange Beach. So, yes, it'll be at 7.30 central time. Auburn will take on the first round, uh, South, South Carolina, the first round of the SEC tournament, yeah. as you just Auburn's mentioned. Auburn's the fifth seed. South Carolina's the fourth seed. I think if there's one team on this uh, on this campus to transition nicely here, Thomas Lynn, one team on this cam- campus that confuses me more than uh, uh, excuse me soccer, it is volleyball, and um, this team just doesn't make sense. I have the schedule up in front of me. Give me one moment. If I know how to use a computer, that'd be nice. Yeah, this they, they swept UGA yeah. on on Saturday. Oh, excuse me, on Thursday last week. My apologies. Uh, it was a Thursday Friday set. One three nothing, three sets to none, on, on on Thursday, turn around, compete again on Friday and get swept. This has been, if this has just not been the perfect summary of Auburn's regular season SEC, uh, like regular SEC season, I don't know what has been. This team doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. That, that, and I'm not. I'm just no discredit to talent or coaching. Yeah, it just go on. Yeah, so. last weekend, like that was the perfect definition of Auburn volleyball this year is a sweep a team and then get swept in back-to-back days. That's that's kind of The same of. team. Yeah, the same team. And just like Auburn soccer, they're one in five on the road. So they've only – that first sweep against Georgia was their first win on the road. So you would have thought that would have gave them some momentum going into the next day um, playing in Athens, Georgia. Nope. But, nope, they got swept. It's – that that's a confusing program that – I definitely we've mentioned time and time again, and we, as we draw closer to the end of the season, we will continue to say, say this. I think Crouch has done a great job this year, beating rivals. That's a big deal. Even if you split with Georgia, whatever, you know that's fine. He um, did sweep Alabama, so swept Alabama, and I'm still just I, I'm impressed with where this team is. Uh, I, I'm also, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm a little frustrated about inconsistency, inconsistency but. Where they where they we expected them to be at the beginning of this year, compared to where they are now, or I guess vice versa. I should have I said that backwards, but you know what I mean. Night and day different. Nowhere in the same ballpark. So big, big, big time uh, steps in the correct direction for Auburn volleyball and soccer's got the opportunity to make a run in the postseason, get right at the hot, uh, get hot at the right time instead of being hot at the wrong time, like pretty much both of these teams were earlier on in the season. Um, both of those teams are going to get an opportunity to redeem themselves as the seasons slash postseasons progress. Another team that's going to get a chance to redeem itself as the season goes on. I I'm ready to talk Auburn football. All right, let's talk some Auburn football. So big things about this bye week. If you have a Twitter and you're listening to TNT in the morning and you're not following at TNT in the AM, first off, what are you doing? But <laughs> no, but if you have a Twitter. And uh, you've been on your Twitter within the past four days, five days. Um, you have been flooded with all kinds of information about Auburn athletics that you probably never asked for. Or maybe you did. How focused has this team actually been? How, how much has Brian Harson been able to actually focus on coaching this team this week, Thomas Lynn? Uh, Not as much as he would like to. Say that much, and and we're not we're not getting political on TNT in the morning. That's, no, that's no. not what we're doing. Um, it has been a week that we have learned a couple of things. First off, let's let's start with the positives. Sounds like we're getting Owen Papo back. Like oh, Auburn's getting Owen Papo back. So that's what it sounds like. Hopefully so. Um, there's quote uh, quotes from Chandler Wooten. No, I have not oh, seen the Chandler Wooten quotes. Uh, 
the key defenses back, key mm. defensive pieces are back. Right, and that's like the only one that I know of that's yeah. really been out for a while. So yeah, rumor has it a lot of people think Papo should be back this week. We've thought this the past two weeks, but still, <laughs> yeah. Um, defense getting healthy, offense getting healthy. The riding coming in off of a game, Auburn's riding coming off of a game where the receivers played out of their mind. But what you know what we've learned about the community surrounding football this past week, Thomas Lynn. What is that? People get bored when you don't play football. That is true. They get really bored. They, they come up with a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of things to talk about. And for those of you who don't know, I'm not. We're not going to get political on, t- on TNT in the morning, like we said. But there is controversy right now surrounding about whether or not Brian Harson is vaccinated. Which, you know, if, if, if you're listening, that's your your own decision to to dive into how you feel about that. His direct quote has been, "I have uh, not direct quote. I don't want. I don't want to say that. But his the gist of what he has said is, you know, I will not say whether or not I am or am not vaccinated. That is my decision uh, to to release that. So." That is uh, up to the each of our listeners, Thomas Lynn, to determine how they feel about that. I'm more or less going with, wow, people are really bored to the point where they are bickering a lot on social media right now about the vaccination status of Brian Harson. Yeah. I got news for you, Auburn fans, and this is not me calling people out, but I am. You got a bigger fish to fry than worrying about whether or not Brian Harson's vaccinated. You got the number 10 team in the country coming in this week. And not only is this number 10 team in the country coming to play, play at your house, last time this team came to play here, you left. You left when it was within a 10-point game. 10 points. In the third quarter. That's not going to cut it this week. If you're going to want to will you know be behind your team, that's great. Priority number one should be Ole Miss this week. And, and I'm, I'm sorry I went on a tangent there, Thomas Lynn. But no, you're good. Play for four, stay. You. I, I, I'm, I'm of the mentality of you play for four, stay for four. Right. This is a big week for Auburn. It is going to be very easy for them to get sidetracked and watch Lane Kiffin roll right on through and move, march his way down toward the SEC West. Because then Ole Miss wins this week and they become the biggest Auburn fans in the world. All, we, all Auburn has to do is take care of Bama. Yep. And then they're, and they're in the championship. SEC championship. Don't get caught sleeping. Love to hear your thoughts. No, I 100% agree with you. That game uh, was 2019. I mean, that was a huge uh, difference in the game, and Auburn almost lost just because of that. Because, I mean, at one point, Auburn thought they'd won. The the student section, they didn't prepare in their dress, and it got too cold, so they left. And then ended up being a competitive game at the end, and the team needed their fans in the student section to support them. And – they weren't there, so the football team had to do it on their own, and thank goodness they were able to pull it out, but that can't happen this week. If that happens this week, I mean, they won't win. This is not the same Ole Miss team it was two years ago. No, it is not. Not the same Ole Miss team that Auburn probably should have lost to in 2020. I agree. Yeah. So we're, we're talking Auburn, uh, Ole Miss, and we're going to get into a preview, and I didn't mean to get all preachy there for a minute there, Thomas Lynn, but I did want to point out this is – I mean, football should be the focus this week, and we're, we're going to talk and continue to focus on football after this two-minute break. And we'll be right back. You're listening to TNT in the morning right here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with you. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. And I forgot to mention this in the upper uh, upper portion of the show. Happy Halloween to all of our listeners. It is happy Halloween. It is, it is w- Halloween here in Auburn, Alabama. You know, I hope everybody went to a nice pumpkin patch and got themselves a pumpkin carved <laughs> during the bye week last week. But the pumpkin's got to be gone on Monday, right, Thomas Lynn? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I won't say they have to be gone, but... Needs to just be off the porch. Them, just keep them outside. Okay. No okay. pumpkins inside the house. Pumpkin pie is okay, though, still. I don't like pumpkin pie. I don't like, pumpkin I don't like pie. pumpkins. Don't like you and pumpkins, man. They'll just don't get along. They don't. I was um was in Jersey this past weekend, obviously, and uh, Abby's uh, little cousins wanted to watch It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Great movie, by the way. It is a great movie. I'm convinced um, one day Charlie Brown's going to kick that football. You Oh. I don't know. <laughs> I was talking to I was talking to her dad. I was like, Brian, one day, Charlie Brown's going to kick that football. And Brian looks at me and goes, "How much do you have in your wallet? I will bet everything against it." <laughs> maybe maybe one day they'll make a sequel and he'll actually kick the football. <laughs> yeah, but he'll miss it. I was a uh, yeah. I watched the episode, the Halloween episode of Family Guy, um, the other day. God. And yeah, where it, it's it's not like you know. Not great. I love Family God, but it, yeah, it's bad. But it, it, it may, may, I love them when they make fun of 
the peanuts because it is funny. <laughs> but great movie, definitely one you should watch with like all the all your like younger siblings and kids right. around, right? Okay. Anyways, we're yep. Back to sports. Sorry, but we had to throw in our little seasonal. You know, that's right. Get ready for the TNT spinoff podcast that is actually just us talking about random things that have to do yeah, with the time of year. The holiday season with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Who knows what we're gonna be talking about then? Dude, I almost brought us back with trick or treat. Smell my feet. Oh, I think TNT is neat. <laughs> oh, that did not just happen. <laughs> okay, we were talking Ole Miss before we started the break, and I'm I I, I do want to clarify and make sure people know that I'm not coming after Auburn fans individually. I'm coming after them as a whole, <laughs> not actually. I I just encourage Auburn fans to focus on football this week. That whole vaccine deadline's not till next week, two weeks away. Two weeks away, anyways. No, something like that. No, it's a full month away. It's December eight. Mm-hmm. So never mind. Yeah, um, it's like the end of the semester. Let's worry about football first, and and cross that bridge if and when you know you get there. Yeah, who knows if you get there? So, Ole Miss. I think we're ready. I, I, are you ready? Do you have anything else you want to re- recap other on the bye week? Other than big, big to get healthy. Yeah, uh, team needs to get healthy. I mean, I didn't think we were that banged up other than Owen Pepo, but and team, possibly Shivers. Yeah, Shivers and, and Tank Bigsby. Bigsby. Just because of the Penn State game, I don't right. think he's been 100% right. uh, so far the rest of the year. But other than that, I think we're basically back to full health. And you mentioned before, excuse me, when we were on break, you mentioned how um, how big it was that there were there were rumors circulating around, you know, on rivals boards and things of that nature about suspensions and you know possible injuries that we didn't know about. Nothing has come out we would know by now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we would know by now. I mean, if something else like pops up by the end of the day, I'd be kind of shocked. But like you said, it could be just people get bored. They come up with stuff to talk about or make right. up or something. I mean, right. and, who knows? And you know what? That's fine. That's okay. Um, I I get it. You know, I work in the field too. I understand. Um, good news for Auburn fans. It sounds like full strength. It, it does. Without the givens, we, we know full. We, it sounds like full strength. So, um, I think it's time for my favorite segment of the show. What would that be? Pumpkin patch review. Pumpkin patch review. Did you go to a pumpkin patch or something? I did not, but I, it's my favorite part of the show, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, get to get ready. Buckle up. Make sure you turn up the dial just a little bit louder because his voice is really, really deep. It's time for Get to Know the Foe with Thomas Lynn Murphy. All right, all right, all right. So, Get to Know the Foe with the Ole Miss Rebels we gotta get you some slash <laughs> the Land Sharks. They still don't know their mascot, I don't guess. No, it's you, you go on. They definitely know their <laughs> mascot. There's definitely a reason that the Land Sharks now, but like I said, this is not a political podcast. <laughs> All right. So the first thing, and I found this really interesting, and you knew this before because we talked about it, but Ole Miss is not actually their campus is not actually in Oxford, Mississippi. It is located in University, Mississippi. Speed limit eighteen. And almost every speed limit there is eighteen miles per hour because of Archie Manning and they did it in honor of him, so Thought that was pretty neat. It is cool. I've been to Oxford. Um, actually saw a game at Vaught Hemingway, and it's really weird because you would think it's like a fake speed limit, but it's not. Apparently, people like get tickets for going twenty eight. Could you imagine if, like, at Auburn, they made the speed limit like everywhere thirty four for Bo Jackson? Oh, can you imagine going to Shug Jordan and it's like speed limit thirty four? Kind of lit. No, not Shug Jordan. What's the speed limit now? Fifty five. Oh, never mind. There's some <laughs> dude, there's some places like around Auburn where it's like twenty five, thirty. I'm like Make it thirty four? Yeah, make it thirty four. Come on. Chuck and Bo. Yeah, there you go. Just don't make it for Cam. Two. That would stink. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah, that would stink. All right. Uh the next one. So Auburn, we have War Eagle here at for Ole Miss. They had right. the infamous uh call of Hottie Toddy. Do you know the full Hottie Toddy? I do not. I thought oh, there was just hotty toddy. Is there something like hotty toddy? Gosh almighty, who the hell are we? Wham, bam, flim, flam, Ole Miss by damn. I did not know the entire hotty toddy. That's okay, FCC, because that's trademark. So. There you go. <laughs> but also, I didn't know that. Well, nobody knows where hotty toddy came from. There's a lot of conspiracies and legends about it, but there's no actual proof. You don't have an answer for what a hotty toddy is for me right now? Nobody <laughs> does. Nobody has the answer. I need that answer. No Ole Miss fan knows where Hottie Toddy came from. You know what? There's something to be said for a tradition that just continues to live. That's fine. I'm fine with that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, also, Ole Miss was the first ever football team to fly and to a road game. They flew from Memphis to Philadelphia in 1937 to take on Temple. What? That's cool. Yeah, it is. That is sick. 
Yep. And then the final one is Auburn leads the all-time series 34-11. to And when they play at Auburn, Auburn is 16-3 and against the Rebels. There you go. Running with the, running away from the Rebs, if you will. <coughs> That's right. It's a thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. And did you enjoy my hotty toddy chant there? I, I did enjoy the hotty toddy chant. I'm glad I I didn't know the rest of it. So that's good to know for this week. Yeah, one of my uh, I have a really good friend at Ole Miss. So she's uh, I, I texted her one day and I was like, Hey man, what the heck is a hotty toddy? She's like, I don't. Here's the chant. And I was like, All right, <laughs> fair enough. That works. That's great. So Ole Miss, like we mentioned in the previous segment, going to be a handful. Um, they got this quarterback. He's kind of good. Don't know if you've ever heard of him. Matt Corral. Probably the Heisman front runner right now. Yeah, I mean, his stats are looking incredible. He's uh, just shy of 2,000 yards on the season. He's thrown 15 touchdowns to one interception. One. That's it. It's the, the Ole Miss offense is elite. The Ole Miss defense is abysmal. So, Thomas Lynn, if, if you're Auburn, what is your what is your approach here for let's for for the sake of the argument call Ole Miss a one dimensional team and to, uh, one side of the ball team can only play on one side of the ball they're multi dimensional on, on offense but defense is well really hard to watch right yeah I mean they're just powered by their offense mainly but a stat that's like kind of shocking to me is Bo Nix has thrown more passes than Matt Corral which I would at this point in the season I would not have thought would have happened. Well, I think that's has everything to do with Matt Corral's green light to use his legs. Yeah, he, he's their Matt Corral is their leading rusher. So this week, all, I mean, against Arkansas, their last game that was their first time facing a true dual threat quarterback, and the Auburn defense handled it pretty well. So th- I, I don't know that KJ Jefferson's on the same <laughs> level as I mean he's Matt not Corral, but but I KJ is was, really good. Don't get it. It is away. great for the Auburn defense though to like get a nice warm up against who was Alabama State and their dual threat quarterback. Or it might have been Akron, I can't remember. But then they stepped it up a notch, went to K.J. Jefferson, his dual threat ability, and now they face possibly the best or second best in the country dual threat in Matt Corral. So we'll see how the defense does this week. I think the I'm going to go with the keys of the game, if you're cool with that. And if we run a little over, we can uh, carry, on, carry on to the <laughs> next segment. Sorry, Thomas Lynn I'm over here. I'm currently dying over here. Yeah, choking on his water. Then I couldn't stop laughing. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go and – pitch a couple keys to success if we run to the next segment we can finish it off the top of the you know at 32 or whatever the time is that we get back i was i was discussing this uh, at my my job over at the oblique observer and uh with my with my boss (laughs) if auburn can establish the run game i like the tigers by a like kind of a lot which is crazy and um i i know that's giving away my pick later today um but i think that if Auburn can control time of possession, primarily, that's more than anything. Establish a run game and give Bo Nix just easy check down looks. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Like Auburn's gonna have to score either often or just chew clock and then force Matt Corral to storm down the field the way Ole Miss always does. Chew clock and play the the keep away game because Ole Miss is going to score on you. I think that. If the if Auburn can commit to the run game, Mike Bobo cannot stray away from giving the ball to number four. He can't stray away from giving the ball to Jarquez Hunter, and he and he needs to. You know, I I would mix in. I wouldn't say he needs to, but I would mix in a few design quarterback runs. Bonex. If you get the the ground game going, obviously this is basic football. You open up the ground game, your your secondary cheats up. You can burn them in the game in the pass game. Great. On the other side of the ball, I think you only need like three three outs generated. I think you only need to generate like three, three and outs to win this game. Right. Ole Miss is going to move the ball a lot. It's going to happen. <coughs> if Auburn's defense can play at the level that it played against Arkansas, it will be fine. Yeah. And you're getting Papo back. So I have a hard time believing that this is not going to work out well for Auburn in the first place. Um, we'll get to the pickums later and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. But I think that there's a lot of things to be encouraged by, um, as long as as long as Auburn can you know keep the ball in your court. Literally, I'm the wrong sport. You know what I mean? Like keep the keep the yeah. momentum on your side. I think they're going to be fine, and, and but the receivers also have to play at the same level they played against Arkansas. Yeah, the receivers played great against Arkansas. But to your point, Auburn this season it's more so of they pass or they yeah they pass to open the run game, which 
especially in this game, they need to be able to run the ball first in order to open up the passing game. And that's what they could not do against Georgia, and it just never got clicking, and we saw what happened there. But if they can establish the run this week, especially if Tank Bigsby's back to 100% after this bye week, Jarquez Hunter does what he's been doing all season, I like Auburn's chances in this game. I mean, if they can run the ball, we've seen Ole Miss's run defense is not the greatest. They it, No, it's bad. Yeah. They it's, give up. Their offense gives up over 400 yards a game. Yeah, they give up 179 uh, rushing yards per game. So if they can run the ball, and then that will open up Bo Nix in that um, wide receiver score uh, receiving game. And they, they should be able to get the job done, in my opinion. Secondary's got to step up for Auburn, too. Uh, this has got to be – this is a great opportunity, actually, for you know, Smoke Monday and Roger McCreary to have one of those moments. They're going to air the ball out with Matt Corral. He does not throw interceptions. He does not turn the ball over. He is on – I mean, last year that was his MO. It was turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. This year, it's a whole different Matt Corral. Right. I mean, slightly different. No turnover Matt Corral because Matt Corral was also electric last year even with the turnovers. But – Corral's not turning the ball over. If you can force Ole Miss into one turnover, yeah, great. Just one. Two would be uh, – two, uh, two, I think you automatically win the game. I, I, I really do. This is one of those things where I usually am all for you got to win in all assets of the game. You really just need to limit their time of possession yeah. and draw out your drives. Yeah. Turnovers will seal the deal. Yeah, I agree. And we've seen that Auburn be able to do that this year is uh, control time and possession. If they play like they did against Arkansas, you should see a Auburn win on Saturday. We'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll see about it. We'll talk more about Auburn, about Ole Miss, and about the rest of the SEC. I got a, I got a story for you about my conspiracies on Dan Mullen, Thomas Lynn. Don't go anywhere if you listen to TNT in the morning on Weagle 91.1 FM. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TNT in the morning. I'm your host, Harrison Tarr, joined as always by my good friend, Thomas Lynn Murphy. And Thomas Lynn, we have a new friend in the station. That's right. Our good friend, Kent. Uh, good friend's a stretch. We met him about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> but he is a prospective student here looking to come at the plane. You said you're a junior, Kent? I am, yeah. Right on, right on. Are you on three, I think? Oh, well, yeah. that, here we go. Try, so, try now. I didn't have you on there, you see? Yeah. This is what my four-year degree does for me. You said you're a junior <laughs> in high school? Yes, I am. Right on. Well, welcome to the Plains, or welcome back. You said you're a lifelong Auburn fan. So we were talking a little bit of Auburn Ole Miss, and you were telling us about you were at the mustard game of uh, Ole Miss Tennessee where they threw mustard on the field. Uh, did you get pelted by any trash? Uh, no. No. Uh, I was sitting in the student section. There was a lot of stuff thrown on the field. Ah, I was lucky enough not to get hit by anything. You did, you did not participate in the throwing of anything on the field, though? No. No. Our, our good friend Kent would never do anything like that. I'm glad to hear that. Mom and Dad, you guys got a good one. Um, so, we're talking – we just talked a little bit of Ole Miss-Auburn. You want to give us your score prediction for Ole Miss-Auburn? Uh, Ole Miss can hang a lot of points. So can Auburn. Uh, we're going to go 35-28 Auburn. Auburn, 35-28. You heard it here, folks. First, folks, dang, i got to change my score later, Thomas Lynn. No, I'm playing. Mm. <laughs> All right. We had a couple other things that you wanted to talk about around the SEC. Oh, I wanted to talk about – we're going to move around the SEC, so hang around, uh, add in anything you want to talk about uh, scores from this past week. You got them in front of you, Thomas Lynn? Uh, I'll, I'll pull it up, though. I think I do. Um, I want to ask you a question real quick before I, we move to around the SEC is – <clears throat> what does this game mean for Brian Horst and his career at Auburn? You is see, this the biggest game of the season so far for Brian Horst? It's just not. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? It's I, it's not. Uh, it's, this is a huge game for him. Uh, obviously, playing the number 10 team in the country at home, playing the most electric offense and one of the most abysmal defenses, like I said. It's a big deal. Uh, Ole Miss is, is, is a, huge, a huge game every single year because it's one of those teams that Auburn just typically doesn't lose to. You gave the record earlier, out, earlier on in the show. And it's not a team that fans are going to want to start losing to now. No. But, I mean, it's, I think that this is a very generous number 10 ranking for Ole Miss. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a big deal because Auburn needs to win out if they want to be in the SEC championship in Atlanta in December. But I don't even put this on the same playing field as the LSU game. I don't think this is I, – I understand LSU ranked, wasn't ranked. I understand that they are objectively just not good this year. Um, unfortunately, I, got to, I had to miss out on the Ed Orgeron conversation, but I still called in from Jersey last <laughs> week. I think that this is not as big of a deal as, as Ole Miss, um, excuse me, as LSU, just for the sole factor of, I mean, the season could go either way. It could. Ken, what you think? How big of a game is this one for Harson? Is this one bigger or not as big as LSU? 
LSU is a tough environment to play in. Death Valley is always tough, but uh, it's it's a big deal. This is obviously a huge game in front of the home crowd, probably the biggest or best offense that Auburn's going to play all year, right? But um, uh, Bryant or Harson's offense needs to score a lot of points. I'll, or Ole Miss doesn't play a lot of good defense, but Ole Miss is going to score points. So we need in order to stay in the game, got to score points. It's going to be a high-scoring shootout. Right. So. You're saying not as big of a deal as, as the win at LSU? Uh, I think uh, it is a bigger deal, actually. Bigger deal? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I okay. think it's a yeah, big just deal. Just gang up on me on my show. It's all right. No worries. Yeah, the no, reason why. You're not welcome back. It's, no, just because, <laughs> it's just because Auburn, A&M, Ole Miss, Alabama still like control their own destiny to the SEC championship in December. My, my thought process here, Thomas Lynn, is there is coming into 2021, there was no expectations. Matter of fact, a lot of people, not. a lot of people, a lot of people being me, picked Auburn to go six and six this year. Um, Auburn fans are just happy to be here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that they don't want it. All the expectations at Auburn are always astronomically high. I just think that breaking a curse that is not only just older than uh, than us. It's a it's Kent wasn't a thought yet last time Auburn won at LSU. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So I think that it's just a bigger deal in terms of the grand scheme of things in terms of this year, because I still don't know if this is Auburn's year, and every time I say that, they prove me wrong, so you guys are welcome if you're an Auburn fan. But that's where I stand on this. We good? Yeah. Or do you, you want to tell me I'm wrong again? I mean, I disagree with I you. I know you do. I, mean, <laughs> I, I will say, and I'll say this going into the year, is for Brian Harson, the worst thing that could happen to him is the same thing that happened to Gus Malzahn, and that was in your first year to go to the national championship. and then that You could, said that's the worst thing that could happen? For him, yeah, because that is your expectation take. every year okay, is okay, to fair. make yep, the national no, championship. Right. No, you're right. And you're then right. when you don't live up to it, well, see you. Okay. But as long as you beat Bama every other year, I guess you get a seven-year, $49 million contract. That's so, valid. So, Okay. Well, I'm looking at um, scores from around uh, the SEC last week. The only standout uh, that, I, that I see is, speaking of LSU – um, we're transitioning over to our, our our trip around the SEC. Kent, this is something we do every week. We talk Auburn athletics in the first two blocks in our last. Uh, I don't know. We kind of get creative. We talk about uh, pretty much staying the SEC because that's what people here in Auburn want to hear about. So, the only thing that I learned this past week in SEC football um, is that Alabama's vulnerable. There's number one. We're going to come back to that. LSU um, no longer cares about Ed Orgeron being their head coach. It doesn't oh. matter. What were, what were your thoughts? I, 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 need, I need to get them from you, Ken, uh, on uh, the Orgeron hiring. If you don't mind, lean up toward the mic a little bit so we can hear you. Uh, I thought it was kind of a quick hook. Like, you do? Because, you know, I mean, just two years ago, you have a national championship team that scores 50-plus points every game. And you have, and then the, the COVID year, which who knows about that. Right. That's the only year in between a national championship team and this year, and they bounced them pretty quickly. I thought it was a little quick, but. You don't, you don't okay, how much do you attribute 2019 to Joe Burrow and Joe Brady? Joe, because I give it like 98% Joe Brady. I, I, I agree. Well, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, so I'm a Panthers fan. And that's where oh, I'm Joe sorry. Brady's at. I'm sorry. Joe Brady's our OC. And we're scoring, we just scored three points against the New York Giants. Okay. So, you know, pro, he, pro ball, he's, he's, college ball, a little different. Way different. You think Brady's, Joe Brady's interested in that LSU job? That would be cool if they brought him back. I, I've, his name keeps getting floated around. I, who, I don't think he would, does just because he hates recruiting. He yeah, he really does hate recruiting. Yeah, that's no, you're the right. only reason he got out of college football. <laughs> that's true. Otherwise, I, I do agree, but I think he's staying in the pros. All right, another question for you. If you're LSU, who do you hire? Who I hire? Who do you want to go hire? Ooh. There's there's a lot of good names. I think a coach out of the ACC would be uh, Dave Clawson from Wake Forest. Okay. Ooh, okay. Now, that's I, a name I haven't heard yet. I haven't heard that name. I've grown up a, a Wake Forest fan my whole life. I'm a huge Wake guy. But uh, Clawson took a program. It's going three and nine consistently. 2014, 2015 went three and nine. We haven't missed a bowl game since. Seven and zero this year. Number thirteen in the country. Great offense. Defense struggles at times, but I think Dave Clawson could be a name that LSU could look. Look at this, bright young minds. This is what we call recruiting for Auburn University. That's we deserve right. a paycheck for this. Actually, <laughs> hey, I agree. So, circle back to uh, SEC ball. I like to take. I'm I'm actually a Napier guy. I think LSU should probably go after Napier. He's he knows how to recruit Louisiana. We know that. Yeah. Um, Louisiana's good for um, no reason. Am I wrong? Like, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> right now? So I think that that would be a solid hire. There's also you know, uh, seeing if Fickle wants the job out of Cincinnati. I don't think he does. I probably wouldn't. That's just me. Uh, Meyer definitely is going to get out of Jacksonville, so there's another name <laughs> to throw out there. I don't think you can hire a Meyer after you lose an Ed Orgeron because I think that's jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire. But I will circle back. 
one school, one school we know is not going to ever change its coach um, until he inevitably probably has a heart attack on the field. University of Alabama <laughs> and another another school whose head coach Thomas Lynn's not sold on. University of Tennessee. This game was, um, yeah, it was a game of sorts. Were you able to watch the game? In bits and pieces. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to watch the game, but I heard like Tennessee put up a fight. All, yeah, no, all I didn't. That, that's I, I didn't watch when Alabama started pulling away. Did you, did, you, did you watch the Bama game this past weekend? I watched about the third quarter. Third like, quarter. It was tight. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on in Tennessee. Did they just decide, okay, wait, maybe we should play for our head coach now? I guess. Maybe Heupel is the guy? Uh, do, you, do you think Heupel's the guy? Uh, he's done an all right job, but he's, he's, he's hung tight. I mean, it's tough to hang tight with Alabama and Tuscaloosa. But then you lose to a team like Pitt at home. You know, I know I know Pitt's ranked, but you gotta win those kind of games if you're an SEC right. team. You don't lose to Pitt at home, right? You know, it's weird. It it's, it feels like Tennessee puts a different team out in the field every week, right? Which is it's weird. Thomas Lynn, you're about to give your takeaways from Bama. I can see it in your eyes. Well, I mean, <laughs> Tennessee's offense has been playing pretty good this year. I mean, it's kind of shocking to me, but I mean, they put up a fight against Alabama. I'll give them credit. I wasn't expecting that out of them, and they brought it to within seven with fourteen thirty in the. Third or in the fourth quarter, and then Alabama just ran away with scoring 21 straight to end the game. But I mean, I give credit to Tennessee. I mean, I still don't know about the head coaching job though. I knew you were going to still be critical I, of Heupel. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe one more year and see. But it's his first year. Yes, one more year for sure, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> yes, Thomas Lynn. Actually, I'm just saying they went backwards <laughs> that last hire, and they just need to hire Peyton Manning. You know <laughs> what? I would not be mad. After Kiffin inevitably takes a high-profile job at some point, I would love nothing more than to Eli, for Eli to coach Ole Miss and Peyton yes. to coach Tennessee. Yes. But then they still they can't coach when they play each other. We get the Manning cast. Exactly. Yes, I agree with that. These, these are these are ideas. That's I what, agree. What they pay me the big bucks for. Okay, moving into Week Nine in the SEC, got a lot of games going on, and we're gonna unfortunately, we're, our pickums are in the fourth slot of the show. So I do apologize for that part. Um, you gave us your your Auburn score. Let's see. I literally just had the SEC. You have the SEC in front of you? Yeah, I got it. Okay. Notable games this week. We already talked to Ole Miss, Auburn. We're going to get to the score projections. There's only four uh, SEC games this week. Yeah. You want to start off with the really big matchup? <sighs> Large cocktail Florida in the South? Uh, no, I'm talking about Nashville, uh, Missouri, Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, yeah, what a game. What a game. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't want to talk about either one of these teams, actually. So can we just not? <laughs> yeah. It's tough. We'll get we'll get to it. I, I was just going to preview it for this week. Um, question for the audience and question for all my colleagues on my show right now, or not my show, our show. Excuse me. I'm not. Look at me being a narcissist over here. I'm sorry. But okay. Question for for both of you. Georgia curb stomps Florida. Does Dan Mullen have a job on Monday? Yes, I agree. He does. Yeah. I agree with him. What does it take to get Dan Mullen fired? Because he's got to be close. Uh, I think the first step is they're going to fire their defense coordinator, Todd Grantham, and then after that. We'll see how the team does, how the defense does. And I think next year, like, without Todd Grantham, if they don't play well, then he's canned. Here's my concern if I'm, a, if, I'm a, if I'm a Florida fan. I'm not entirely sure that I couldn't convince Dan Mullen I could play quarterback for him. Yeah, I, I think I have one of my best friends is a Florida fan. He's actually going to the game this weekend. I'm sorry for him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is they have to start. Anthony Richardson the rest of the year. They can't go back to Emory Jones, and they can't do this too. Emory Jones is not an option, right? No, like, he can't not... be. He, he's, you got to go with Anthony Richardson, freshman, work him up, get him some experience. So, what are your thoughts, Kent? I mean, they just gave up 49 points two weeks ago to a struggling LSU team. Obviously, just fired their head coach. I agree with him. The D.C. might be out after this one to give up a lot of points to Georgia. Okay. Yeah. You don't think Mullen's job's in jeopardy? No, I just don't think yet. just yet. After they go to the SEC championship previous year, I don't think so. I think the DC's out first. I mean, when you have LSU's running back looking like a better version of Leonard Fournette, just a week ago. Whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa! Let's not go crazy. I go mean, on. he broke the LSU rushing record. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Thomas, Lynn, you want to take us to commercial? Because I really don't. You got it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to TNT in the morning on Weagle. 91.1 FM. When we come back, we will get everybody's pick them, especially Kent's, our special guest here. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back. Welcome back. Final block of TNT in the morning. Always the most sad block for me, Thomas Lynn, but also like 
it's really fun because we get to tell people opinions that they didn't ask for. <laughs> I agree. So, well, we forgot uh, the tradition of having a guest on. We what? have to ask a question. It's still Halloween season. It is. You, you want to go? Uh, I want to ask a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, Ken, what's your thoughts on pumpkin patches? Specifically pumpkin patches? going on dates at pumpkin patches on football Saturdays or Sundays. Yep. Oh, on a football Saturday Sunday? Yeah. No. Okay, there we go. All right. Okay, yeah. Okay. Pumpkin patches can be way out in nowhere. You don't have signal. Right. Exactly. Watching the game, yeah. tracking games or nothing. Right. That's terrible. Absolutely. Okay. No, you yeah. know, I was glad though. You're, you're in the majority here. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. We hate pumpkin patches. But well, I was. You know, I like pumpkin patches, uh, just not, not on the weekend. <sighs> Okay. I will say I was glad to see, like, on my Instagram feed that a lot of people went to pumpkin patches last week just because it was a bye week. They got it out of the way, so hopefully, like, no more. No more posts. And then once you get our age, like, get to be, like, junior and senior, you start dealing with these things that people think are good ideas, like fall weddings. We talk about oh, it's, those, it's too. So no, don't get, don't get married on a football Saturday. I'm, I miss terrible. Georgia this year. I'm missing Georgia next year, and I'm missing Penn State next year because of fall wedding. You see, he missed the Georgia game for his friend's wedding. I missed my friend's wedding for the Georgia game. We're not the same. <laughs> um... I really hope Ethan's not listening to this. Uh, you know I was saying. sick, I swear. Anyways, <laughs> last block of the show. Um, we're going to run through SEC, and we're not good at these, Thomas Lynn, but we need to throw in a couple more games. There's only four pick Can we throw in some baseball games, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to be picked. The Braves are going to sweep the Astros. The gentlemen sweep mm-hmm. the rest of the series, and we're going to win when I'm sitting at the stadium for game five. Uh, on we didn't have to mention that. Anyways, yeah, Thomas Lenz gave me the silent treatment uh, for a good 30 minutes yesterday not, when I found out I was going to Game 5 of the World Series. I'm not happy um, with you. So, let me just put that on the public record. I'm going, you're not, you're sad. I'll be outside the stadium. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's so I'm, depressing. I wouldn't have gloated if you wouldn't have gave me the silent treatment. That's your own, do- own doing. Okay, we're going to start with SEC Pickums. We usually start with the really, really bad games. Um, the greatest game this, this, this week, uh, this not week, this semester, was we got to pick UConn Vanderbilt, oh, wow. which was electric. Yeah, um, it, yeah it's, it's so bad. It gets so bad, it's good, you know? Um, we're going to start with Vanderbilt, Missouri, and I will literally never take Vanderbilt to win a football game. Um, Missouri, don't even know the, know the spread. Missouri to cover, for sure. Yeah, the spread's 16. Oh, gee, oh duh. Yeah, Missouri to cover. Yeah. You know what? Look at you. He's, he's, he pulled up the spread for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to do it. No, you're not. I'm screwing my records. Uh, Vandy. I'm gonna do it, Vandy. All right, I'll go they're, ahead and claim the regular it. season title. So here, y'all, y'all pick against the spread. You we just pick outright, but then you can you can throw in uh, whether you want them to cover or not. You just picked Vandy outright. Yeah. No. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. Okay. Vandy's got you like, this. You like Missouri to cover? Yeah. I love Missouri to cover. Yeah. I don't. I don't he, he's just trying to change things up because we're <laughs> taught. We've been deadlocked for like six. We have weeks. been deadlocked. Um, University. No. You're gonna get a message from me if Vanderbilt wins. You're gonna. Uh, never mind. We're, hey, on, we're on public radio. Hey, I'll make a deal with you. Vanderbilt wins, I get to take your tickets and sit in the brace for the brace game. game I pop. would legitimately – take me up on it? No, I, I actually don't even – can't even come up with a good analogy for how bad of a deal that is. No. No. Okay. Kentucky at Mississippi State. Um, I don't – dude, I, why, why is the uh, – ESPN does not want to show me the spreads today. I'm not having fun. One. Uh, one? Yeah. One. What? Mississippi State fair by one, which is weird. What? Um, this is incre- This is the most incredible pickums we've ever had. Yeah, uh, good for Mississippi State being favored. Give me Kentucky by fourteen. Yep, Kentucky. You're gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. I yeah. mean, dude, college football this year has been absolutely crazy. You keep, okay, on average, two top ten teams lose every week. Are you going so far this year? Are you going to give at least AJ Revere credit for the stat or no? Okay. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. AJ did give me the stat. Yeah. <laughs> And then five ranked teams have lost every single week. That's fair. So far this season. So I'm going with Mississippi State on this one. Okay. Kentucky can't handle the cowbells. Okay. Um, find a couple top, more top 25 games for me real quick, if you don't mind, while we talk Florida, Georgia, and the deep – I'm sorry, the house largest cocktail party, right? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Good. Um, Dan Mullen is, I think, coaching to prove himself for not to not be on the super hot seat next year. Um, I think he will roll with Anthony Richardson. I think that, you know, Georgia is waiting for a trap game. With all of that said, give me the dogs by 25. And I feel very good about it. You know, I I saw a graphic the other day that said every year that uh, the Braves have been in the World Series. um, Oh, good Lord. Florida Florida's beating Georgia. Um, Yeah, absolutely not this year. (laughs) Um, I got the dogs by a lot. Yeah, yeah. Dogs by 20 plus. 20 plus? Yeah. Okay. 
So you gave your Auburn score projection. I didn't realize you were going to hang around with us, and I didn't know. I mean, didn't want to waste your time on your on your uh, on your trip today. But we're glad you're hanging out. I hope you're having fun. Uh, you've t- you picked Auburn 35-28. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna push that. I guess that's our last SEC game. So we'll go ahead and do that. Auburn Ole Miss Thomasland. Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a pretty high scoring game. I'm gonna take Auburn a close. One. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 38 to 31. 38 31 Tigers. Yeah. I really hate picking. Auburn because I seem I to too. I seem to pick Auburn and then Auburn loses and people fault me for picking Auburn because when I pick against them they win. I'm going to pick the Tigers this week. 24-21. That's kind of low scoring. That is low scoring. And let me t- I'm telling you why. One because I don't want our picks to be too similar. <laughs> <laughs> Primarily. No. Off chance the the Auburn secondary steps up and forces a couple turnovers. Auburn's not going to score all that often if they don't have to. They're going to chew clock. That's, yeah, that say, should be priority one. Yeah, if they keep the time in possession, they're going to want to chew clock, especially with that Ole Miss run defense. Auburn should be able to run the ball and control the time in possession, and that's what they'll want to do is chew that clock up, keep the ball out of Matt Corral and Lane Kiffin's hands. And don't let Lane Kiffin get risky. That's a big thing. Don't let him have the opportunity to, especially on fourth downs. to get risky. Oh, fourth and five, they're going. Uh, Ole Miss is going to go for, yeah. go for the first down yep. every time. Stop it. You've got to get them in, in, in fourth and long situations. Uh, I still like I like Auburn to win this one. Uh, like as I mentioned earlier on the show, in um, one of the earlier blocks, I think it was first block. As long as they don't lose home field advantage like they did in 2019. I I think we've put out the enough information this week. Is everybody's going to dress accordingly? They're going to bundle up, and I think the fans will be there for all four quarters. Play for four, stay for four. 6 p.m. game for the for your tailgaters. Make sure that you understand it is a 6 p.m. game. Be responsible throughout the day. Be there for all four quarters. Facts. Be there for kickoff, preferably. Do you have a you have a couple other pick pickums for me, real quick, Thomas Lynn? We're really really bad at out of conference pickums. We've never gotten one right. Yeah, I probably won't get this one right either because I have no idea which way I'm swinging on this. Is this Michigan Michigan? But State? we have an undefeated matchup where College Game Day is at. We have Michigan and Michigan State. I hate Michigan. Oh. I absolutely hate Michigan. I got some friends that are Michigan fans, and I give them crap all year long. I'm going to just say Michigan State because, and they're at home. So yeah, it is an, it's an East Lansing. I don't really have an opinion on Big Ten football. I think it's very cool that people like to go out and run and punt to each other for <laughs> four quarters every single Saturday. That's awesome. And then it's like so cold that your foot, like your toe breaks every time you kick the ball. Um, I never trust a Harbaugh team. In my entire life, I have never trusted one. And they will lose to Ohio State this year. But I think they beat Michigan State. I like Michigan State at home. Why? Run game. Run game. Kenneth Walker. Okay. Kenneth Walker's great. Okay. Um, I also don't trust Harbaugh ever. Isn't there oh. some crazy stat? Like, how many times has he beaten a top 10 opponent? Like, oh. not many. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it zero? Uh, maybe. Probably. Maybe zero one. I know it's what Ohio State. No, he zero. doesn't. He does not have a one a top ten win. I, I don't think he has a top ten win That's at bad. Michigan. So I don't think he goes into Lansing and beats number eight undefeated Michigan State. I'm only taking Michigan. Um, I don't know. I just feel like eventually he's got to get that. Oh, there's a reason you gave me the extension win, and then still lose to Ohio State because I'm convinced Michigan's never beating Ohio State again. Is this like, like Gus on win? Ever. Gus Malzahn win? Oh tomorrow. my lord! He's got Gus Malzahn win written all over it. Mm, that's tough. Um, uh, the other, I guess, somewhat big game is we got an injured Penn State team taking on Ohio State. But okay, Penn State's falling to twentieth uh, in the rankings. But can they be slowly becoming a more and more embarrassing loss for Auburn? By the way, it is. It is. Um, Ohio State by a zillion. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what to tell. They're they're just better than Penn State in, in every phase of the game, and 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 I'm not entirely. So I've never been sold on Sean Clifford. Is he healthy again? I'm not even sure. He played last week. He didn't look good. If he was healthy, maybe he should say he's not. Auburn made him look like the Heisman winner. You're telling me. But that that Penn State team is their time came along. There were there's the Big Ten's been a fun ride this year. For a minute, we were everyone was like, okay, this is Penn State's conference to lose, and then they lost. Like, okay, this is Iowa's conference to lose. Purdue comes rolling in. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. We're we're back to Ohio State's probably going to win this whole thing. So it doesn't matter. Although th- I did see theoretically, I think Wisconsin can still make <laughs> the oh, Big God. Ten championship, and it's absurd. I'm gonna also have to send you the graphic. It's an absurd like list of things that have to happen, but they're theoretically not eliminated. That's good for them. Go Badgers. They might could beat Iowa. Um, anyone could beat Iowa. I agree. 
actually. Not the defense, but like. Also, going off of that, I think anybody can beat Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma's so bad. They're, they're the most. I, okay, last time I said this, this team upset the number one team in the country. So let me be careful how I word this. No, I'm going to do it again. Oklahoma's the most fraudulent team in college football. <laughs> there it went. Um, last time I did that, I called A&M highly fraudulent, and then they went and beat Alabama. So, um, Oklahoma, if you win the national championship, I would claim 10%. Um, Oklahoma's a very beatable team. I'm waiting. I think they're going to lose Bedlam to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Like, I agree with that. I mean, I think they could lose this week to Texas Tech. Oh, yeah, for sure. The Big 12, anyone can beat anyone at any time, for sure. And that's how it's looking like across the country and the SEC this year. All right, we got enough. Well, we got enough time for. Actually, this is the first time we've done this in several weeks. Well, y'all did it last week when I wasn't on the show, so thanks, appreciate that. What's up? But um, who's who's your four in the playoff? Go quick. Four in the playoff. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna say Alabama. Uh, no, you're not going in order, are you? No, I'm you're just gonna okay, name. Okay, I'm just, I'm just naming four. Okay, okay. Alabama, Cincinnati. I think Ohio State wins out, so I think they'll make it. Yep. And then I, I hope to God Oklahoma doesn't win out. I'm going to say another SEC team. Wait, Georgia. I, I, was about, I was waiting what on Georgia thinking? to be in there. I was Georgia. about to say, the gimmies for me are Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Cincinnati. I think that that's where probably where we're going to be as long as nobody loses. Thoughts? Yeah, I think Cincinnati, they don't, they don't have it easy. they got to play an undefeated SMU team on the road. Okay. I don't think it's Trap game? Be, I think it could be a trap game. I, like, or SMU 7-0, they're good. They're really good. I, I don't think that's – it's no gimme to give it Cincinnati, but Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State for sure. Okay. All right, Thomas Lynn, I'm going to give you an opportunity to close this thing out again like you did last week since you struggled with the, the technical difficulties that we the plagued the TNT in the morning. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. My yep. name is Harris Attar. Joined, as always, by – Thomas Lynn Murphy. Appreciate, appreciate you, Kent, joining us, stopping by, checking us out at Weagle 91.1 FM. You know who else should check out Weagle 91.1 FM? All our, All of our listeners. All of our six fans. Thanks for listening, Mom. I appreciate you. We will catch you guys same time, same place next week right here on Weagle 91.1 FM on TNT in the morning. Y'all have a happy Halloween. On behalf of myself and my co-host, Harrison Tarr, thanks for listening to TNT in the mornings on Weagle 91.1 FM. Make sure to catch us next week and follow us on Twitter at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. That's at TNT underscore W-E-G-L-A-U. And check out more content from the station at W-E-G-L underscore A-U.